City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick found the head of the Birmingham City captain. It's a dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome everyone to the Great Since 68 podcast, the women's football show that brings you the fan perspective about all things Birmingham City women. Uh, you'll notice it's a little bit of a different start today. It's me doing the introductions. This is to enable Craig to have a little bit more time trying to catch up on sleep as this week his other half had their first child. So congratulations, Craig. How's everything going? Thank you. Um, going going okay so far. It's just uh, lots taken, but we'll we'll get there. Good, good. Well, congratulations from us all. Um, I'm Chris, obviously, and we've also got Kaz and Stacey with us. Both, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I'm all right, Chris. Good, good. And we are incredibly honoured this week to also have a special guest with us after today's game. It is the Birmingham City Women Manager, Carla Ward. Carla, massive thanks for coming on and joining us. How are you tonight? I'm a lot calmer than I was earlier. Um, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm always good. So, yeah, in good spirits now. Good, good. Well, again, massive thanks for coming on and taking part tonight. Um, we'll we'll start off with the with today's game. Blues going down to a two one defeat at home to West Ham. Um, before we go on and and discuss what happened and and ask the guys, Carla, your initial thoughts now. As you say, you've you've calmed down a little bit. Your thoughts on on overall on today's game. Um, I think overall, the one thing I say to the players is I want 100% and we can take mistakes if, if they give 100%. Did they give us that? Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's something that you you accept results if they've given you everything and they've left everything out there. So in that respect, I was pleased. A bit disappointed, to be honest, coming away without at least a point because I don't believe that they showed much more quality than we did. I think just in key moments, you know, we've hit the post twice, we've hit the crossbar once. We haven't taken those chances where where West Ham have obviously, well, the first one very unfortunate um, for Claudia, but then the second one I think you know we've we've let them run off the shoulder. So disappointed in that respect, but overall the fact that we come away disappointed as a group shows you how far I think we've come in the last two months. Because actually, if we looked at it at the start, would we have thought that we would have been disappointed narrowly getting beat to West Ham? Probably not. But the fact of the matter, we are so. Don't want to be too downbeat or frustrated because we did a lot of good things. And like I said, the girls have done everything out there and left everything out there. So we'll pick ourselves up and, and get ready for next week. Yeah, as you say, I think testament to, to what you've done over the last month, a month ago, we are, you know, if we'd have said we'd be disappointed with with, with a narrow defeat to, to a side like West Ham, that you would be disappointed. So you are right there. I think that that, that shows how far we've come over the last month. So on to the game, Claudia Walker it was, of course, who opened the scoring after nine minutes. Uh, a wonderful pass over the top from Molly Green, picked her out, uh, whose control and touch 
took her away from the defender and she finished really well into the bottom corner. Um, but as you say, Carly, it was West Ham who got back into the game just before half-time. Uh, a Rachel Daly short free kick found its way to Adriana Leon, uh, lofted into the box. And unfortunately for Claudia, her attempted header clearance found its way into the back of the net. And we went into the break 1-1. Uh, Stacey, your thoughts at, at half-time of how the first half went, obviously going going 1-0 up, um, but being pegged back late on. I was obviously I was disappointed to go in at one one. I thought thought we should have been more likely to be going in at one nil. Gutted for Claudia. Um, it was just one of them. I think you can see what she was trying to do. It's fifty fifty whether it goes in or goes out for a corner. You just never know when, especially a striker's putting her head on that at the back post. So I was slightly disappointed, but felt optimistic. Um, I thought we'd played really well first half. So. Disappointed, but not hugely disappointed. Yeah. And Kaz, obviously, Carla mentioned it, um, the, the the chances as well in the first half. After we'd gone 1-0 up, Sarah Malin hit the post. And I think it was Jamie Lee Napier who, who, who had a good shot saved at, at the back post as well, following good work down the right-hand side. It showed we were, you know, against a side like West Ham, we were creating plenty of chances. Oh, definitely. I think over, I would say, this season, playing Sarah... On the wing, I think it's did. She's been wonders. I think like credit to Carla and the backroom staff for putting her there. And um, whether Sarah likes playing there or not, I think she's did a fantastic job. I thought it was Jamie's best game in a blue shirt today. I think we got more out of her than what we have over the last couple of games. Overall, I thought like them two like were a massive part of the team today, and especially to lose Sarah as well. I thought that changed the game. Just quickly before we, we go on to the second half, Carla, um, did any point in that first half, obviously there was the, the injury to Sarah, which disrupted the flow a little bit. But at, at any point, did you think that the game was was just getting away from us a little bit and West Ham were grabbing back control in that first half? I think momentum completely swung when Sarah went off. You could see we were getting a lot of joy. She's an outstanding player. He's been great for us, but... When she went off, you saw a complete change in not just the momentum, but even the body shape of, of everybody, because that's how big Sarah is to the group, you know, and, and it was it was tough. So I did say on about 36, 37 minutes, I looked at the bench, I said, we just need to get to half time. So we need to get to half time, regroup, reset and, and adjust a couple of little things. So, um, yeah, I um, we were disappointed naturally with, with the goal, but I think the key moment was that challenge that uh, I suppose ended Sarah's day. As the second half went on, um, Rachel Daly it was who was involved with the winner. Uh, Blues cleared it only as far as Daly, who had time to pick out a cross and Emily Van Egmond is unmarked and she headed it past Hampton, who hasn't got any chance of saving it into the back post. The talking points from the game, um, as we've already mentioned, as Carla's dwelt upon, uh, Sarah Mailing injured in a challenge the left back of uh, West Ham was booked in the resulting uh, for that challenge. Um, Craig, your thoughts on on that? That wasn't the first challenge that um, Vetterlane. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the first challenge that she'd made in that first half. Craig, you, you think that any chance that 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 might have been a little bit more than a yellow, or possibly a second yellow after after some earlier challenges? It's definitely definitely a tough tackle, and um, I think that Sarah was having a lot of joy down that right hand side, and obviously she was a bit too much to handle for, her and she's obviously uh, take taken her out, hoping that she's going to prevent her from going. Up, uh, think twice, maybe going forward again, but it's obviously led to an injury, of course, and she had to go off. So, 
yeah, I, th- I think that moment really changed the the, the game, as, as uh, Carla pointed out. And I don't think we really recovered from that going into the second half. Obviously, Carla, don't want to boil your blood completely tonight, but we'll just we'll just one more on that on that better lane challenge. She made a challenge on Harriet Scott as well earlier, who who also went down and needed treatment. Is there, you know, the the, the standard of refereeing is obviously a, a big talking point pretty much every week in the WSL. Do you think there's a there's definitely an element of needing to protect players a bit more? You know, not not many yellow and red cards seem to be dished out in in WSL games compared to compared to games up, you know, all around the world in, in the men's game. What, what are your thoughts on that? Firstly, I thought it was a straight red, in my opinion. I thought the tackle was, like I said earlier, that was poor. Um, I think, like you just said, it was probably a third or fourth tackle. Um, the referees need to do more, in my opinion. I think that's probably the worst referee we've had all season. Um, you know, he, he does it. for me, it's questionable. You know, we talk about the elite game. We talk about the best. Um, best league potentially in the world. But then we've got part-time referees who, um, in my opinion, aren't doing enough to protect the players. You know, he saw quite a few tackles going in early doors um, where I think that if he gets on top of them early enough, then that potentially doesn't happen to Sarah. So I must admit, um, no matter how many sleeps I have or how much camera, you know, I might be in a few days' time, I don't change my opinion on the standard of referees in the WSL. And today was a very, very poor example of, of what we're up against. Absolutely. Obviously, the the, the second half, um, West Ham went on to win the game, but Blues had their chances as well and and, and never kept never kept fighting, never gave up. Um, Stacey, a, a massive, massive shout to, to Claudia Walker, who obviously took her goal really well. But um, the confidence to try that shot in the second half um, from from distance and and crash it off the post. Um, when, when that left her foot, did you think that was heading for the top corner? Oh, uh, can you imagine if it did though? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imagine imagine not being behind the goal when that goes. Oh, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, but Olive with Kaz, can you imagine Kaz in the living room? Uh, that's it was bad true. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'd fear for like things get broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now. Nah, it, like you said, Chris, it proves the confidence in someone now when they think, oh, why not? Um, she looked up, there wasn't much options for her and she rightly so put her foot through it. It very nearly paid off. I take my heart off to Claudia. I know how hard she's worked during lockdown and coming back and stuff. And I think she's started to prove a lot of doubters wrong now. So I'm very, very, very happy for Claudia. And and Craig, one one to you, just, just to wrap up the West Ham. Um, obviously, West Ham winning today took them to four points um, in the table. Uh, Blues staying on six. I think West that that way you look at that West Ham side on paper, and, and you think they should be on probably more than more than four points that they're on now. Does that you know show credit to to Blues and what what Blues have achieved so far? That actually. Um, you are disappointed with a defeat to a to a side with the names that they've got in the squad, but even even then we're still above them in the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last season we only lost one nil, and it was Adriana Leon's uh, first half goal, and we didn't. There was not many chances after that in that game, and arguably we had some some more more players who would have added to the squad if they hadn't left. But obviously, the the, the way we've come back this season and ran them all the way again was uh, great to see and. I was surprised when I looked at the table after the game that West Ham had only picked up the first win today. It was it, it's just surprising that they've not been picking up the points as with the squad that they have got, of course. And 
it, it was another close game and another day we might have got something out of it. Absolutely. Um, okay, so that's that's the, the roundup for, for the West Ham game done. Um, so we will move on now to the preview for next week's game. It's I've heard in on the rumour mill that it's a relatively big game. It is, of course, the second City derby, uh, the first one of the FAWSL era. Um, Birmingham travelled to the Bescott Stadium uh, next Saturday to take on Aston Villa, who picked up their first win of the season today away at Brighton. Chris, it's up Villa Park. Is it? I'm sure it got announced at Villa Park. It's in my it's in my notes. I'll put my hand up for that. I, I just assumed it was at Bescott. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Should I start from the start? No, no, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll admit I'll, my mistake on the air. It's okay, fine. I'll go. I'll go. Um, yeah, of course, it will be the first second city derby in the WSL. Uh, one of the fiercest derbies in the country. I will agree with that. Uh, Rebecca Holloway spoke to the North Somerset Times this past week and had this to say on the upcoming game. I've been told a lot about it. I know there's a big rivalry between Blues and the Villains. It's obviously a shame fans can't come because that is what makes it such a good rivalry. You have the fans chanting and supporting us and I feel that is what makes the rivalry because you have the battle with the fans. Obviously, given the current situation, we are going to just go out and put a game on for them to enjoy at home rather than actually being there. As Beck summed that up nicely, Kaz, obviously, um, you know, you, you, you'll you know about, about the rivalry going going to past Blues Villa games. Your your thoughts on what Beck said that to say there? I don't think I'm the best person to ask on that one, <laughs> not being a Blue Nose, pro- like a full Blue Nose. <laughs> I'm a half Blue Nose. Um, but yeah, I, I hate Villa as much as the next person when it comes to um, football, shall we say. I just hope the girls go and put a, a show on next week and the blue side come out victorious and we can stick a couple of fingers up to the, um, what do you call them, the rejects that have left the team. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I can't uh, disagree with that. Um, Aston Villa have signed seven new players in the summer following their promotion to the WSL. Uh, those names include the likes of Chloe Arthur, who crossed the divide, and Anita Asante, who scored today uh, in their win over Brighton. Jodie Hutton is someone who is rated extremely highly, but has played just three league games so far this season, two of those off the bench. Craig, do you think uh, Jodie Hutton is someone next week that could that Blues need to be wary of and could cause a few problems? I think so. I think when I saw her against West Ham, I think it was West Ham in the FA Cup last year, playing at Boldmiss and Michaels, that she is very quick down the wing. And if she's played an attacking role, she's been a bit more defensively, I think, this past season since since they've gone up to the WSL. So that might be an, uh, an issue in itself. But she's got pace and she's got not not much fear when she takes people on and she's willing to get the goals for the club as well. And she's, she's someone who's young and I think will be in the England squad in the future and... Uh, I think it's someone to watch out for, for, for sure. And Carla, obviously, you've had your um, battles with with Aston Villa over the last couple of years in charge of Sheffield United, and now you've you've moved over to to join the the light side of the city. Um, what are your thoughts on the week, the build up to to your first second city derby in charge of Blues? I think you're right. I think last well, I'd say the last three years whilst I've been at uh, Sheffield United, the, the battles against Villa have been big. Um, they've always been big games for some strange reason. We've drawn them in the FA Cup and the Conti Cup all three seasons. It's fair to say I know a bit about them and also there's been a rivalry which has become quite um, fierce, I would say. You know, I've got a lot of respect for their staff. They're, they're actually good friends of mine, but we, we know that 
um, come Saturday that it will be fierce. And, and look, now I'm at Blues, even more reason to put a little bit more fire in, uh, fire into that. So, look, the girls, the girls will be, the girls will be up for it. I think one thing we've shown from from minute one this season is they'll give everything. So, and that's all you can ask in the derby because everything will go out the window, in my opinion, because it's going to be first header to win the first tackle um, you've got to put bodies on the line in, in a derby no ifs or buts and if there's um, one game to do it and it'll be that it's just um, the only downfall for me is there'll be no fans I was actually considering saying to the fans get get yourselves down to outside Villa Park but I know I'd probably get in trouble for that so uh, <laughs> we're looking forward to it that's for sure uh, and St- Stacey, um, someone, uh, a big player for Villa could be uh, Marissa Evers, who uh, we know well from Blues, um, is their club captain, has played just 170 minutes in the league this season for Villa. What do you make of that, Stacey? Is, is it changing the squad after promotion too quickly? Is, is that a good idea? Or you know, w- w- would you rather, if, if, if you were in that boat, would you rather um, stick with the players that got you promoted? To be honest, I don't really care because I don't care how well Villa do. Here, here. But see, I love Marissa. Uh, I get on really well with Marissa, and obviously, we know that Marissa is also go, doing her backroom job as well. So I, I didn't expect Marissa to play as many minutes this season with the players that they brought in and whatnot. I know a lot of Villa fans are cons- like we're not happy with the fact, like you said, that Beth's not playing as often and things like that. But it can go either way with a newly promoted side. I think sometimes it can add to the squad and that disrupts because you've got to get jail new people together. And as I said, I, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling to disagree. Like, you know, obviously uh, massive Blues fans that we are in, in the men's and women's game, um, you know, that that it, this, is, this is ultimately the one, like, you know, if you'd have said... I think before the the last two games that we've played, before the Reading away game, like it, it felt like these four games were big. If you'd have offered me nine points and a win over Villa, like I'd have snapped your hands off. So the fact that we've lost today, you know, it's it's disappointing now. And obviously, you know, when you look back on the result, we, it would have been nice to get something, but it's all forgotten if we win next week. And it, that is the that is the sad reality of being a football fan. I think that you know. Ultimately, you are looking today at West Ham, a side that that you know we, we've had our battles against and haven't been particularly great today. You know, in, in terms of in terms of their attitude, but I think all of that is completely forgotten. Like from now, really, the whole focus is on on this week. Carla, you obviously you got players in in the squad. Um, you know, n- not a lot of them have been there for a long time now. Is it? Is it understandable now that this week is is drilling that drilling it into them how much it means to the fans? Yeah, to be honest, I think they know. I think you'll be surprised. A lot of the players talk about the fans a lot, um, whether you believe that or not. On the training pitch, in the changing rooms, they do, and I think that they'll all they'll all want to pull this out for the fans. And you know, people might say it's cliche. You should say that. Not at all. I think these players genuinely, and there's there's particularly the ones that have been there um, sort of over the past few seasons, they talk about it regularly. Um, so, yeah, I think that it will be a given. I think, yes, it will be discussed anyway, but I think certainly um, the girls that have been here in the last couple of years certainly installed that into them anyway. Prediction time. Okay, we, uh, well, it's, it's prediction time again. Um, everybody's favourite part of the show. We uh, we currently sit on uh, Kaz on twelve points, 
Uh, Craig is on nine points. Chris and Stacey are on seven points. Carla, I'll let you off and lead you out of this prediction. I won't ask you to make a prediction. It is the derby. It is prediction time. We will start this week with Craig. What is your prediction for the second City derby uh, scoreline and any goal scorers? I think it's going to be competitive, but I think ultimately it's going to be a Blues win and it's going to be 1-0 and it's going to be Rachel Corsi, probably with a header. Okay, 1-0 away win and Rachel Corsi writing her name into folklore. Uh, we will go next to Kaz. Don't know. <laughs> um, Get off that fence. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, 1-0 Blues and I'm going to see... If fit, I'm going to put two scorers just in case she is. Well, you've fit. only said one nil. <laughs> yeah, but if Sarah Malin's not playing, I'll give you another goal scorer. So I want the villain to score against the villa, right? And then do this mad celebration. If not, then I'm going to go Christy Murray. Christy Murray. Okay. Uh, Stacey, your prediction and potential goal scorer? I'm going to go 2 1 to us. 2 yeah. 1 Blues? Yeah. Um, and I'll go, you've got to go with Claudia, right? You know, the form she's in. Got to. You'd be mad not to. Can I just say something on air as well? Whoever scores the winning goal against Villa, I'll get tattooed on me. Oh, oh there we go. A, a picture of their face or the back of their shirt? A or... picture of their celebration okay. on me. If you need a clip for this to, to preview this week's podcast, I think that's it right there. Well, I'm currently bottom of the leaderboard, so I really don't care about scores. Um... I will go nil five, and I will say Rebecca Holloway to score one of the goals, one of the five goals. So that's this week's predictions. Just finally, while we've got Carla on here, do any of the three want, want to ask Carla anything? Can we, can we expect a, a can we expect a Jose Mourinho style run down the touchline if you <laughs> if we win at Fela Park? Yeah, listen, you, you maybe you're not seeing my celebrations no matter who we play and wherever we play. So add a bit of park to that then. Yeah, absolutely. It's massively appreciated to have you on, Carla, um, on the fans podcast um, and, and giving your honest and, and open thoughts on, on today's game and, and everything in general. Just to finish it off, um, a massive, massive good luck next week from me, from me and the guys. Obviously, you, you, you know, you don't need telling how important it is. So... Um, go out there and, and, and you and the girls give it everything you've got we certainly will no thank you very much and hopefully sooner or later we'll see you back in there brilliant thanks ever so much for coming on Carla no problem and thanks to everyone for listening uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Great668 and of course as always and more importantly this week keep right on <laughs>